Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Starcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jake Barris, and on the show this week, we will be discussing what has released this week in terms of gaming, more crazy mayhem surrounding Pokemon Go, and a new console from Nintendo, as well as a lot more. But first, in this episode, I am joined by my fellow gamers, Shannon. Hello. And Seamus. What's up? How's it going? I'm glad you caught on to the saying hello <laughs> bit there. That's the bit that all the newcomers get stumped on. But Seamus, welcome. You are a newcomer to the Starcast. How do you feel? Um, I'm really, really excited. I've been following um, the Press Start content for pretty much most of this year and thought you guys did a lot of cool content, so I was really keen to get on board. Aw, thanks, man. Glad to have you on board. <laughs> what we like to do with the newcomers is have a little segment called Get to Know Us Gamers. So it's really where, uh, Seamus, you're just going to kind of let us know about your, your gaming history, like what consoles you've owned or your childhood favorite games, uh, maybe the kind of games you love to play today and if you do have any favorite genres. So did you want to walk us through a little bit of that? Oh, man, this would go for a while. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, anything um, you can do in like five to ten minutes. Well, not okay, minutes. cool. Let's go five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go five. Let's go five. Okay. Um, man, you're going you to have to make me think here. So I was more of a PlayStation gamer uh, rather than mm-hmm. Nintendo. We had, the, we had the 64 back when um, I was a kid. Yeah, uh, nice. But I didn't play, didn't play it too much, though. Um, I was really bad at um, Ocarina of Time. Love, po- love my <laughs> Pokemon Stadium. Um, but me and my brother, uh, Darcy, he was my older brother, and so he always owned all the consoles. He always bought them. So we have original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and, you know, play Russian Clank, nice. uh, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Um, just, you know, all those... All those amazing classics um, that nostalgia keeps going <laughs> with, um, and but it wasn't until the PS3 when I bought my own that I, I think that I really, really started to get into gaming and start playing games like Fallout uh, Free, yeah. Fallout New Vegas, Portal Two, um, every single FIFA that's ever been released. <laughs> Good, and that's when I really started to learn what genres I like to play. And I don't know, growing up, me and my brother, my brother and I. Uh, we pretty much played everything from fighting games, racing, first-person shooters, uh, like Killzone, Crash, <laughs> Crash yep. Team Racing, you know. And so now I, I play pretty much everything. If I had to say, like, a few favorite genres, I'd probably say first-person shooters, RPGs, um, even music rhythm games as well. Uh, okay. But whatever Shannon throws at me, uh, I'll, be, I'll be keen <laughs> to check out. Good to know. Um, That's good, good to know. Yeah, good to know, yeah. <laughs> Um, these days, I own an Xbox One, a PlayStation Four, a PlayStation Vita, Vita Master Race. Uh, <laughs> um, I even have a 3DS that I get out every so often and blow the dust off of just to play a bit of Pokemon. Very keen for Pokemon um, Moon. Um, got a laptop that cannot run anything; can barely run uh, Minecraft. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah. Uh, but the only console this current generation I don't own is a Wii U, actually. Okay, I think that's the same with most of the team, apart from yeah. me <laughs> and, and the rest of the world, really. Damn, if only one of us had a Wii U, yeah. <laughs> ah, we all missed out on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't... I, I honestly wouldn't mind having one. It's just... It's just I've got, I've got so many consoles as it is, it'd be hard to find the time. Yeah, like, if, exactly. I, if I had yeah. a Wii U, I would play... Splatoon, like every day, because mm-hmm. I, I I I love Splatoon. When that came out, I was playing that at a friend's place for just days on end, and so good. Uh, but I'm keen for the NX, and hopefully it will be backwards compatible, so I can play <laughs> Splatoon and all those games I missed out on. 
Yeah, for sure. Seamus, what are you, before we move into anything else, what are you playing at the moment? Uh, have, have, do you have a favorite game that you are playing at the moment? Um, well, I was playing a bit of um, Super Mutant Alien Assault um, just oh, last yes. week. I was playing a fair bit of that. As, I, as Shannon asked me for my first article to do a review of mm-hmm. it. And that was, that, that was a lot of fun. As you can check out my review on Press Start Australia, I gave it a 9 out of 10. And it's, it's a really, really good arcade uh, side-scrolling uh, platformer and shooter. It's 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 good enough that if you're into those into that genre, you should definitely play it without doubt. Uh, really, very challenging to the point that like not annoying, but you want to pick it up and get back into it after five minutes of giving it a break. Uh, mm. It's 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 a lot of fun, and the art style is really good. The soundtrack matches the really fast-paced gameplay. So I've been playing that a bit. But um, when I was at Avcon this weekend, which is yeah. the anime and video game convention in Adelaide, uh, which is the biggest anime video game convention in Southern Hemisphere. I don't know how many conventions there are that do both those <laughs> things, so it kind of takes that title pretty easily. But I was playing a bunch of games there in the Indie Games Room, which is a room at the um, convention where they get about 60 developers showing off the games. So I was playing a lot of cool indie games that are up and coming, like Retrovision, which is a cool music rhythm game, Icebox, which is a really cool platforming first-person shooter, but it's really good for speedrunning. And another one called The Desperate Mile, which is like a top-down shooter with like interesting detective style. Mm-hmm. So, um, little bits and pieces, a little bit of FIFA as always. Um, but how about you guys? Um, I was yeah. We were just saying before starting recording that yeah, Pokemon Go. Thank God is is out <laughs> because there's really nothing else <laughs> happening in terms of game. Like I can't remember a month where it's been so dead in terms of releases. Uh, yeah, you were saying this to me the other day, and I was arguing that there's lots yeah, of Shannon. Yeah, you were. Maybe yeah. I, I'm probably just a bit of an indie snob. <laughs> yeah, not for us mainstream gamers yeah. that like to pretend that we get into all like the indie <laughs> yeah. stuff and everything. I suppose it is good because there are a lot of those more indie games that especially some Australian ones like Super Mutant Ninja Pizza Girl that are probably getting a bit more of the spotlight because there's no huge but Pokemon Go is really just eating everything anyway so well uh, I mean talking about games that we've been playing how about we talk about games that have released this week ah great segue let's do <laughs> it segue, yeah. <laughs> so games that have released this week we did have Song of the Deep on PS4 Xbox One and PC it has released already if you are keen for this go grab it now um, I have we got a review up on this yes we did like we, yes we did who did that one shan um james did that james yes. go check out his review yeah, I, I think uh, on our he website basically said that it's worth playing through once definitely interesting from insomniac but some issues with the game but i think it's cool to see them doing some new stuff like they're very much stuck to their franchises over the years so it's cool yeah. to see them breaking away yeah, for sure. Something a little bit different as well. Yeah. Mm, um, so good to see. And with EB Games or GameStop publishing it as well. Yeah, so that's, that's a bit different. Uh, we also had Offworld Trading Company on PC is also available now. So if you are keen to, uh, you know, start your little business on Mars there and uh, <laughs> do some strategy stuff, uh, definitely get into this one. I did watch the trailer. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, you know, yeah. You're an entrepreneur and you get to <laughs> mine some stuff on Mars, but also you, you are attacking other companies, which I don't know the legalities of. Uh, but hey, if that's your thing, go but, play that for sure. 
It's Mars. Who knows what the laws are up there, you know? <laughs> there are no rules. It's anyone's game. We also had I Am Setsuma. I know that a lot of you on our Facebook were super keen for this one to come out. That is also mm-hmm. available now on PC and PS4 as well. A little bit of a fan favorite for that one. So I'm sure a few of you are playing that. And finally, we also had Starbound on PC as well. Uh, that is coming out on Friday, July 22nd. So That's actually wants- coming out. Yeah, it you did is say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I did not mumble. <laughs> no, it's. I think that's that's been in like early access for like a few years now. Hasn't yeah, it? that's the annoying thing with early access. To be honest, like when you finally see these games on a release date, you just have no idea that they weren't already out years before. Yeah, well, at least it's out. People can play it, <laughs> finally get their hands on it. Uh, but if you guys are interested in seeing a little bit more of what those games are about, you can watch all the trailers on our website mm-hmm. as well. Let's get into the uh, the news for this week. So first and foremost, uh, we have this little topic here. I've named Pokey Pandemic, and I think uh, we should have maybe a regular thing, depending on how far <laughs> this Pokemon Go hype uh, is or goes. The guard goes twice in a sentence. That's yeah, weird. Nice. Uh, but basically, this is a segment where we get up to date uh, with the latest mayhem surrounding Pokemon Go. So there has been a few little uh, articles popped up uh, with Pokemon Go this week. So we had a Melbourne trainer ambushed whilst playing. Shan, did uh, you want to walk us through this one a little bit? I know you wrote the news for this. Um, yeah, so basically, what suburb was it in again? It's in... Uh, is Al- it Altham. Yeah. Altham. You Victorians and your crazy yeah. suburb name. Um, yeah, Altham. Apparently someone was walking through. They weren't really um, specific, but I assume it was a place where there were a lot of people playing and a lot of lures down. So obviously a busy mm-hmm. area where someone tried to grab his phone and apparently they wrestled around for a little bit and then someone sort of helped him out and pushed the guy away. And I, I think the guy did get away with his phone, but at least the other person wasn't too injured. So it's like we were saying last week, like all of this stuff sort of getting reported on because he was playing Pokemon Go and obviously that's doing really well but it probably mm. could have happened anyway to be honest <laughs> so yeah it's... and i guess i mean the ar- the argument that people will probably make is well did the did the ambusher know to be there if pokemon was yeah, uh, go wasn't going to be a point. thing so maybe yeah yeah i don't know it's look it's a uh, no like yeah. i don't want to give credit to the the, uh, <laughs> the criminal but it's a kind of a smart idea um but don't go do that. Don't go do that. I'm from the the west of Melbourne in Altona and I actually saw, well, it shocked me that A, there were a lot of sort of gamers playing on the beach in Altona, but then B, I saw that some, one of the players had their cars stolen while still playing as well. So there's definitely an increase oh, wow. in crime rate. Apparently Pokemon were real and we could just solve these things by just a battle and then it would exactly. be all over, but unfortunately not yet. Uh, we also had New South Wales police getting a bit of a crackdown on those uh, who are playing Pokemon Go and driving at the same time. So uh, they did put a tweet out that had two cars in the picture and uh, the New South Wales police did say, what do you get when you mix driving and Pokemon Go? A $325 fine and four demerit points. I Look, I'm... I'm going to be totally honest. Uh, there has been a couple of times that I have been tempted to Pokemon and go at the same time. The other day, I did have it uh, 
on in my car <laughs> um, hidden away and I'm like no Jake turn it off what the hell this is just super silly but have you guys been tempted to Pokemon Go and drive no um... <laughs> good on you good you're well, doing similar... better than me yeah well similar to um, the last article it's just another thing that you just yeah shouldn't shouldn't do don't be stealing <laughs> people's cars don't be driving and Pokemon going <laughs> I love that it's like good cop and bad cop with you two Jake's like condoning <laughs> activity um god the <laughs> listeners are so confused right now yeah anyway no i haven't either to be honest but i don't know if anyone saw but i tweeted out on i think saturday night at shankcake underscore on twitter that um, my mum <laughs> my mum is addicted to pokemon go and i actually she was helping me move on the weekend and pulled up in front of my my old house and i looked in her gps holder and was wondering why she had used gps because literally around the corner and then upon closer inspection, realised that she actually had Pokemon Go open <laughs> in, her, in her phone yes. holder in her car. And I was oh just like, god, oh my god, so this is not good. right. I feel like we should have a regular segment where it's just Pokemon Go and Shannon's mum. Yeah. She messaged me like yesterday morning. It was like, I caught a Pikachu. I went and told a group of people that there was one over there. And it was like... <laughs> Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, she's getting right yeah, into it. I love is. it. It's insane. We need to record her just playing that and put it up on our <laughs> yeah. Facebook or something. That would go viral. Oh, God, so good. I'm smiling so hard right now. We also had some crazy news across the seas. So in New York, there was a bit of a, a horde stampede happen mm. in Central Park for a Vaporeon for you guys playing Pokemon Go at home. So a massive crowd. There is a video up on our website if you do want to see that of just people kind of blocking traffic, running across Central Park for this uh, this Pokemon. But it's not the only kind of stampede to happen. There has been another one uh, in another park. I don't know where that was. Downtown Park. Where's, I think Wash- w- was it Washington? Washington. Yes. Yeah, Washington. Sadly, though, only for a Squirtle. Not a rare Pokemon this time, but... Uh, <laughs> The, the video is very interesting to watch. Definitely that many people running at once. Uh, you'd, ever, you'd think that something bad was happening, but this was, uh, I guess, for the greater good. Would you guys join <laughs> join a horde of people running for a Pokemon with this craze happening? I, I feel like there's a similar theme with these first three um, Pokemon Go articles that these are things you probably probably shouldn't be doing, you know? Um, <laughs> hoarding through the streets, you know, people driving, you might trip over, I don't know, you know, just walk over. I don't... Is the Pokemon... Is every single one person going to be able to get that Pokemon? Like, is it going to run away? Is it going to get scared? Like, what are the capabilities here of Pokemon Go? Next time I'm in, a, I'm in a horde and a stampede and something like that happens, I'll jot down what actually happens in those uh, situations. <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely mental. Shannon, you haven't seen anything like this around you? Um, no, as I was saying last week, that, that crowd that's been sort of building outside my house still hasn't subsided at all. <laughs> yeah, not going home. Leave. Yeah. You need to get the broom and go outside and like shush them away yeah. or something like that. It's just uh, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're sort of getting involved with the craziness and holding a Pokemon hunt in Melbourne CBD on Sunday. So yes, yeah, we're giving absolutely. away some serious cash. So head to the website if you want to know more about that. Yeah, if any of you guys do live in Melbourne. If you are playing Pokemon Go or know someone who is, uh, we do have a wonderful little hunt happening. $500 cash up for grabs. Uh, so that is happening Sunday, 24th, uh, around about 1 p.m. For the details, head to our website. Yeah. Um, but wonderful. That's our Pokemon uh, 
segment Pokemon Pandemic. And then if we all just scream now, that will be good just to kind of get out of that. Ready? One, two, three. Ah! Oh, okay, we'll, we'll practice that. We'll practice that. All right, let's move into the top news for this week. Uh, so we have Star Wars Battlefront is getting an offline mode and it is available right now. So if you're keen, get on it. The update includes a brand new skirmish mode where players can verse bot solo or co-op offline on either Walker Assault or Fighter Squadron. Uh, it also boasts an array of new maps as well. Well, not new maps, but new like maps offline. Uh, just to get that wording correct. Uh, expansions are also coming to Battlefront. So we have the Death Star expansion in September. This will bring new maps, uh, star cards, and more. Uh, it also was announced that the final expansion for Battlefront will be a Rogue One DLC. Uh, it will take place on planet Scarif. I think that's how you pronounce that planet. Uh, as seen in the trailers and include two new characters. So once again... Uh, pronunciation is going to be very bad on this one, but Jin Erso, uh, main character of uh, Rogue One and director Orson Krennic. I hope I have not done those uh, <laughs> names uh, discredit, but uh, no release date for those DLCs are as of yet, so stay tuned, but you can read a lot more of this on our website as well. Uh, Seamus, are you a Star Wars fan? Are you a Battlefront fan? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Absolutely love Episode Seven, and I picked up Star Wars Battlefront when it first came out, and I actually nice. I had a really good time with it, even though yep. if it was kind of... Uh, a basic game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't have a huge amount of contact, basic controls and stuff like that. But I, I really enjoy it, and I think it's really cool that there is an offline mode now because for some people, maybe that's just what they want to do. I, I quite enjoy doing it online, so I don't know if I'd try it with offline that much. But I, I think it's good that people have the option, at least. Definitely, for sure. I think, you know, me and Shannon were having this conversation the other day about, like, you know, offline and, and split screen and everything not being so much of a thing these days. But Shannon, do you reckon with an offline mode now on Star Wars, do you reckon it's going to make you get back into it a little bit more? Have have Kev over to play or grab Mark on the couch <laughs> um, and play with him? No, not, I don't think so. It's it's too late now. Like I I think it happened after I put this up, but Chewie and a few other people have been confirmed for the heroes in, I don't know what it was, it the next? I can't keep up. There's so much content for this. It seems to be all over the place. But yeah, I know that in addition, they just announced it the Star Wars event, whatever it's called, that, yeah, Chewie would be coming in another character. So maybe that, but I I, I agree with Seamus. Like, I played it for a week or two nonstop, but then I would never go back to it. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like they probably would have done a little bit better if they did maybe drop in some of the like the DRC from the newer movies a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think that they've only done it because everyone was asking for it. They definitely made mention of that at E3 that oh god, guys, we've heard what you've said. We're going to drop in some DLC, but yeah, until Battlefront 2 comes out, I don't think we're going to really see too much from the newer movies mm-hmm. until that. So, very interesting, but hey, I'm keen to see what it's all they about. They also released a few days ago that um, Star Wars VR game. I don't know if anyone knows anything about that, but. No, I don't. What was that? It was, I think, Trials of Tatooine. They yeah. just they just released It was a very, like, simple lightsaber demo that. Okay. I think it was for the HTC. Oh, HTC Vive. Okay. Yeah, so just very basic. And I think they were, they were talking a little bit how they were going to expand on it in the future. I know they're doing that VR Battlefront thing for PlayStation as well. So I think that could be cool for Star Wars in the future. Like that's one franchise that would definitely mm. get people into VR. Is it online only or is it local? 
<laughs> local playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm always keen for a game that I can step into the boots of being a Jedi. So I don't know. VR would be cool for sure. But I, I want like a full like VR, I don't know, story kind of driven game in Star Wars. It's got to come out at some point. Um, but VR with something like that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. One day, Jake. One day. One day. Uh, maybe I'll start a Kickstarter or something and then get someone <laughs> else to make it for me. But anyway, moving on. So Tomb Raider on PS4 is coming. Earlier in the week, a release date was leaked via GameStop Italy uh, for October the 11th. And a couple of days later, this date was confirmed by Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics uh, with an official announcement detailing the date and that there will be a 20-year celebration edition, uh, which is super awesome. Shan, I know that you shared this in our little chat uh, the other day, Mm -hmm. and we're quite surprised about all the new elements uh, coming to this game. Um, Do you want to kind of walk us through a little bit of this? Yes, for sure. So basically, from what I understand, it'll have... Well, it's important, firstly, to say that everything that's coming to this, I believe, is coming to Xbox One and PC as... DLC for people who are in the season pass. So nothing is exclusive. The only thing that will be exclusive is there's a new mission, which I believe takes place in a house, and that will be... Correct. You'll be able to play that in PlayStation VR on the PS4, which, don't get me wrong, sounds cool, but it's obviously more of a tech demo for PlayStation VR than anything else. So there's that. Obviously, you're getting all the previous story and multiplayer. Wait, did it have multiplayer? Anyway, all the DLC that was released previously, and there's a cool art book also for the first run and yeah i think there was also i read about it um like an original lyra skin that looked pretty cool because they're sort of calling this a 20 year celebration which is awesome yeah i think they said there's going to be four character models with one being the original um and i think they made mention of how funny it does look to see that kind of uh yeah weirdly modeled because it's uh, literally the original lara croft (laughs) yeah yeah in a next-gen environment, it would be very cool yeah. to see that. So, yeah, regardless, I think the game will do really well on PS4. Like, I'd play it again. It, it definitely got overshadowed a little bit on Xbox One. I'm glad to see it releasing earlier in Q4 because I think oh, any yeah. later it probably would have been smashed. Mm. But, yeah, I, I think it has potential to sell even better on PS4 than it did on Xbox One, even though it's a year later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I've... I'm a massive fan of the the reboot with Tomb Raider and everything, so I've definitely been waiting for this one to come out. I'm glad to see that there are some super cool elements uh, coming with the addition of the 20-year celebration. Um, Like you said, so that, uh, I guess, new kind of uh, chapter is called Blood Ties, where you get to kind of explore the Croft Manor. Uh, You've got a new extreme survivor difficulty mode for you guys that just love to not be able to uh, beat any games. Uh, So there's that for you. There's also Lara's Nightmare, so a bit of a zombie mode as well, Mm -hmm. which is cool to see. How that plays out would be interesting as well. Um, But also a co-op endurance mode as well, so a bit of a survive uh, as long as you can with a with a friend which is pretty cool as well but Seamus have you you said you have an Xbox did you grab Tomb Raider on Xbox when it was announced or have you been waiting um I've been waiting a bit I the main reason was because they released it I think at one of the worst possible times they could have right next to Fallout 4 Call of Duty Mm, Halo 5 like it was just such a packed time it was really really dumb they should have moved it to like January or February or just any other time because I was just just heck is busy. Um, so I I would I would have played. It. I was just playing all those other great games. So probably when it comes to PS4, I'll most likely be picking up for those sweet sweet trophies as well. 
Um, but there is one interesting thing uh, I noticed looking at the cover for the Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 Year Celebration edition. It's actually really similar to the Uncharted collection. Yeah, um, true. Cover mm, image. Yeah, like, very it's, true. It's really, really similar, like almost identical, <laughs> which is just like a random thing. It's like, okay, like they're very similar series. Like, I get it. They're, um, they're saying, hey, now that Uncharted's finished, come jump on this bandwagon even exactly. more. Exactly. Come on over. <laughs> no, I didn't even notice that, actually. And plus the book. I mean, uh, get different books. Everyone does artwork. I'm not going to go into that then. <laughs> but no, very cool. I thought I would ask you guys something a little bit fun um, uh, surrounding Tomb Raider. Uh, I did originally have it as uh, if you had to choose one person on the team to survive with in oh. real life. I don't know. Maybe you've gone on an island <laughs> or uh, you've been chucked in the... Uh, what is... Um, pretty sure this uh, this new game's in like in some kind of arctic setting or snow or whatever so if you had to be in that uh, kind of situation with one of the team members who would you choose and why but Seamus I don't know if you maybe <laughs> have a, an, don't have an uh, advantage of this uh, Jake you seem like a really cool guy but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Shan like he lives in Melbourne he's dealt with these arctic temperatures already I think he's really yeah, up for the challenge true. I don't know how you're gonna go having lived in Brisbane so I'm, I'm sorry uh, well I'm sorry as well because you made a terrible choice <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Well, Seamus, you're going to go with Shannon. Shannon, who who would you choose? Oh, that's, uh, you can't do that to me. <laughs> well, I just I just did, and we can't have dead air, so you have to say something. Um... Come on, Shannon. I just said you. Don't don't leave me hanging here. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, when I'm thinking, of, uh, you know, I'm going to go Jake because he has, oh. he's, he's oh. fathering a little baby, so it's obviously he knows how to take care of people. <laughs> So I, I definitely that's need that. That's a fair point. I, that's I, I can't a, that's look a pretty up fair myself, point. So Jake can change my nappy anytime. <laughs> I'm not changing your nappy. I'm not changing your nappy at all. Um, okay. So, wait, I should probably choose as yeah. well, shouldn't I? Um, look, I reckon out of everyone that I would probably choose Kev because when it really comes down to the crunch, if I need someone to face a bear or... Uh, you know, fight off some weird kind of uh, creature. I reckon Kev would be up to the challenge. If he if he wasn't going to do that, he'd probably just be eating all the food. Yeah. Uh, but I think Kevin would probably be a good choice for me. It's a fair call. But if you guys had to choose, so out of the people you've picked, who would be like the survivalist? So who would be the one making the campfires? Who would be the one uh, with the brains? Just the bear. Is that what you're going to ask? Next? <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's up to you, mate. This is your own kind of uh, scenario. <laughs> and who would who would probably be like the the brawler, the tough one uh, to get through those situations? Uh, Seamus, did you want to want to go first? Out of you and Shannon, uh... this is going to be Shannon again. Let's answer wisely if you want to stay on the team. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. Like, once again, there's some pretty rough customers down in Melbourne, so I think Shannon would be up for the challenge for a couple of bears. I don't know what it's like up in Brisbane, but I, I feel like it's pretty easy going. I'm going to go Shannon again. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jake. No, that's okay. Look, we do have a few of these bears walking the streets here, but, you know, I wasn't going to tell you that after, before you answered. Shannon, what about you? Out of, out of you and me, who would be who would be the one with the brains? Who would be the one with the, the toughness? <laughs> I think take I'd, too long to answer. I'd definitely be the one with the brains. <laughs> you definitely? God, you didn't have to drop that word in. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that leaves you who's <laughs> having the toughness <laughs> by default, really. Uh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, I already said I'd chuck, I'd chuck Kev yeah. to a bear anyway, so he's going to be the tough one in our situation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but good to know, guys. So any time, if we do have an apocalypse or something <laughs> like that, we already have our partners that we can choose from, yeah. and we already know what uh, what roles we will be playing as well. So yeah. thanks for playing along. No problem. Good for planning. I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, if you guys are listening and you have friends that you want to play that with, feel free to do that <laughs> and uh, tweet us at PressStartAU and tell us uh, how you guys went with that as well. And who you would throw to the bears. That's what yeah. we really want to know. <laughs> That's the key factor to this scenario. Mm -hmm. But anyway, moving on. So Nintendo has released a console, but it is one we've seen before and it's tiny. So the Nintendo Classic Mini was announced this week and will release in Australia on November the 10th at about $99. Uh, The Mini Nest comes with a HDMI cable, a USB power cable, and one controller, which you can also buy separately uh, for about $19.95. The console will be preloaded with games, uh, games including Castlevania, Donkey Kong, Mega Man 2, Super Mario Bros, and The Legend of Zelda. Uh, There are I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think about 30 games included. Yeah. Uh, so quite a catalog to choose from. Uh, but the Mini NES will not connect to the internet, nor will it be able to uh, you will be able to grab any more games uh, than the ones preloaded. So it's only the games that it comes with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the good news also comes the bad news. The first wave of orders are already sold out. Um, yeah, I was, I was kind of annoyed about this because um, I've never actually played one before. And so I was like... Oh, this would be kind of cool. The thing to pick up. Nope, just just never mind. It's it's sold out already. That's yeah, fine. I, I yeah. think I was speaking to um, someone who works at EB last night, and I think the second shipment will still be before Christmas. From what I understand, but then oh, that's good. it's not expected to be huge either, and then it'll be sold out for this year. Well, yeah, it's crazy. I know that we tweeted we tweeted a photo with the JB Hi-Fi uh, advertisement yeah. for this, didn't we? And in the in the tweet for that was that that sign wasn't even up for 24 yeah. hours and it God, sold it, out. It which just is seems mental. really weird because you you think like the only reason they'd be doing this is to literally produce five thousand, like not five thousand, five billion of them, and just have every single person yeah. buy it as a, as an easy Christmas present. And it just seems like the thing you would never expect to pre-sell out, like regardless of how many orders. Like, you, you wouldn't expect it to resell out because it just kills the vibe a little bit. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, that it's like, are there really that many people who have wanted to jump into this, like, nostalgia console? Like, you know, I feel like probably uh, as the years has gone by, you know, retro consoles and retro gaming has probably become more popular for those that hadn't actually played it originally like i know i i didn't have a nest growing up my first console was uh very like much like seamus with the nintendo 64 so i never kind of uh delved into this console and played the games that were on it but i'm definitely keen to get one um so it would be easy uh very interesting i guess to see the statistics with the split with those who are grabbing it because they want to dive back into what they had around their childhood and those that are just keen to grab something that's a bit retro and play those retro kind of games Mm. as well yeah i I have two things i've been thinking about this day the one that it's doesn't connect to internet that that doesn't surprise me because it's nintendo because i think they're still trying to work out what the internet um is really but i'm like where's all my updates for donkey kong and castlevania and mega man 2 like the where are these i i need updates for them they're still broken games like come on um and i'm also thinking it's like is they gonna be many kids who are like oh jimmy we got you like a console and jimmy's like oh am i getting xbox one am i getting a ps4 and then he unwraps this like what's that (laughs) 
<laughs> is that the NX? Is this what everyone's been talking about for so long? No, Jimmy. It's no, it's not the NX, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I had a I had a feeling like that too. Like I I don't like my nephew loves Nintendo. Like he loves Splatoon, loves Pokemon Go. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he would just be excited by it just for the fact that it is a Nintendo console, but I can't imagine that the games would keep him interested for that long. In fact, I, nah. it, I'd love to pick it up. I'd love to play it, but I can't even imagine that it would keep me interested for that long, really. Like, it's just so hard to go back. Like, yeah, it's really cool to play Mario for now, but then then you're done with it, really. Then I go back to whatever else I'm playing on exactly, PS4 yeah. or an Xbox One, yeah. So, but I, regardless, I still think it'll sell a, a shitload of consoles. Oh, yeah, of course, definitely. Like, yeah, well, you can, like, with it already selling out, like, I've got heaps of friends who are posting about, like, oh, wow, this is awesome, can't wait to pick this up. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be more our age of people buying it for their boyfriends, girlfriends. I know I've had friends that I've never even spoken to games about as you just said that sort of were tagging other people in it were asking me about it and saying oh you're getting one of these I'd love to come like it just sort of did have that pull that I guess Pokemon Go is the only thing of recent memory that had that similar pull to the the retro NES I was actually speaking to Vuk who is well known in the Nintendo world in Australia and I was saying like this would have been a really cool Apple style announcement where the week before in November they they announce it or the, the night before even and then it's available in stores tomorrow like I think that initial hype is everything for this like a lot of people mm. in three months they're not going to remember and they're not going to care about it like it's that viral overnight thing where people want it now or tomorrow because yeah exactly mm. I think that would have been cool I just don't think Nintendo would ever do that because they're just not that forward thinking company even though that's what was done with Pokemon Go and we also heard that took over the internet and it's still taking over the internet yeah well with Pokemon Go they sort of just gave the rights to a couple other companies to do yeah, it yeah of course <laughs> I don't think they made that call was my point even though their name is on it like I don't think they've added anything to the viral success no not really they're just taking in the cash money pretty yeah. much Exactly. Yeah. Shannon, I'm pretty sure at some point you've mentioned that you you did have a NES growing up, correct? Yeah, for sure. So that my first gaming memories are definitely, God, I can't even, I must have only been four or five at, at the most, but I definitely remember my dad, my brother's playing Duck Hunt, and then Mario, like, I, that was, they were probably the only two games we owned. I think they were on one cartridge originally. But definitely, like, I we still have video of my brother opening the NES. I can remember, like, watching Duck Hunt and Mario and I, I'm, I'm a little bit upset I think Nintendo could have included a zapper and had Duck Hunt there as well like I can't <laughs> I, I can't imagine how much it's costing to make this thing and I'm sure it's just like a Wii Virtual Console put into it so I would have liked them to do that just because that was the original NES like you got your zapper you got Mario and Duck Hunt and I, I think that would have been cool was Rob with the NES or the SNES um he would have been the NES, I, I believe. Okay. I mean, if it was Rob there, I'll be, I'll be there in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Just to have it on my desk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they could have brought it out with like a, a, a little figure and things like that. Would have gone crazy. Special edition. I, I, I think it'll do well. I think it's cool. I, I don't think too many people are going to spend hours with it. But like Seamus just said, like it'd be, mm. it's just cool to have on your desk or whatever. Like it's a mini NES. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like, like, like I agree with you guys. I, I reckon I'll grab it. I probably won't put as many hours into it as my like next gen consoles and things like that, but I think it's definitely going to be one of those things I turn on maybe when I've got like 10 or 15 minutes and I really don't care if I finish 
a game or get to whatever level or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely think it will be a cool thing to have. Mm, and bring a couple friends over, a player with a couple of drinks for like half an hour or so, then yeah, like jump yeah, back to Rocket sure. League. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Everyone loves the nostalgia factors here and there, and even or, or, even if you haven't like played any of these games, then you're gonna be kind of fairly familiar with most of them. So. Um, yeah, I think it definitely go crazy. We'll see if the second wave of orders sell out just as fast, but I have a feeling there's going to be a few waves uh, going through and uh, selling out quite quickly, but I guess we'll find out. Honorable mentions in the news as well, I thought I would just mention. So we did have an Xbox One S Australian release date was confirmed, so that is August the 2nd. Wow, that's uh, coming that one really, really out. quickly, yeah. Right around the corner, only a few weeks out. So if you are keen for that and you want to know exactly what the uh, console has inside of it in terms of specs, head to our website and check out that little uh little article we've got up about that we've also heard the news of a dead rising remaster is incoming as well uh you guys keen for some dead rising remasters yeah not really nice (laughs) i've i've always like i've always played a little bit of dead rising but i'd love to probably go back and play them the first game had its issues with the save points and whatever else but i i still think it'd be cool to go back and play them it's 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 a weird decision to to release the remastered on PS4, and then you're going to have the newest Dead Rising exclusive to Xbox. I find that a bit odd, but yeah, that's yeah, that that's odd. a bit weird. I was I was wondering, Shane, can we have a bit of a counter on the website of remasters for this generation? <laughs> and they can just be going up at like a ridiculous rate, like every second it goes up by like ten or so. And, yeah, like, it's it's pretty <laughs> crazy. Like you'd expect to to have stopped by now, but they're still coming with Bioshock and everything else coming out. Like, surely this holiday season can be, will be the last of the remasters, but then... You would think so, but well, I'm keen for the Bioshock collection. That's the sad thing. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. Everyone keeps buying, and that's the issue. This, this console generation will be deemed the remastered generation, because I reckon there's been more remastered than oh, without the original game. Without doubt, yeah. It's been kind of crazy. And I, yeah, and I'm part of the problem. We're all part of the problem, so I can't really complain. <laughs> Stop, stop, you know, endorsing these ideas of remasters, everyone. But don't as well, because they're great and we love playing them. We've also uh, had the Batman, the Telltale series trailer release as well. I haven't watched this one yet, but I have seen screen grabs. It does look very cool. Do we have a release date for that one? First, I'm reading it here. First episode of Batman (laughs) will be available on August 2nd as well. Oh my God, guys. You can grab your Xbox One S and you can grab the first episode of Batman Telltale series as well on the same day. Are you guys keen for some Batman? Seamus, are you a Batman fan? Yeah, I'm a a massive Batman fan. I'm just into everything popular (laughs) <laughs> at least I was Batman yeah I'm, I'm pretty cool I haven't seen the trailer either I didn't even know it was out I should be checking out my news a bit more but that's that's pretty cool I haven't really been playing too many of the recent Telltale games just because I've been busy playing other stuff but I'm, I'm really excited for this so I might be picking it up then yeah Shannon do you reckon you'll get into it when um, you play the others no I've never played a Telltale game I've always wanted to play Same. The Walking Dead but whoa you need to get onto The Walking Dead yeah, like, I've, now, I've got Shannon. it and I'm sure that they remastered that tour release on PS4, right? So mm. I can definitely go and play it. I just feel like Telltale Games have lost a bit of their shine with how many games they've released. I think it's more they've just saturated their own market, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like that. And I just it, I find it really hard to keep up when they release their episodes one by one every two or three weeks or whatever it is. Like, I just don't like that model personally. Especially when you're doing so many different series. Like, it's fine if you're doing one a year, but when you've got 
five going in one year. Like, it just makes it really hard to keep track. Like, it's good for them because they're still always part of the conversation because we're always reporting news. Like, the next episode's out, yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, when I think of The Wolf Among Us, which is probably one of the best of all the series I've done, I played the first episode back whenever it came out, and I was like, oh, man, that was great. Can't wait to play the rest. And then the next one didn't come out for, like, three to four months. And I was just like, nah, I'm just... I just gonna wait until the end, and then I never ended up playing it because I just never went back to it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how I it's feel. A little well. disappointing when it's like that. I guess you kind of the time is the thing that lo- makes you lose interest, even though you wouldn't have lost it if it was there the whole time. But yeah, interesting. I'm definitely gonna have a look into it. I haven't played a Telltale uh, game as of yet, but I think Batman will definitely get me in there. What so, are you guys uh, doing? You need to get onto Walking Dead season one. <laughs> that will make you be. Uh, well, you need some tissues like that. Will yep. It's I good. won't even Just say that I haven't even watched The Walking Dead, let alone uh, delved into the Taytale game. Oh, don't game worry about the TV it, show. So, uh... Just play the game. The game's oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> if Kev or Matt would here, were here, they'd bloody, you know, put me on a stake and <laughs> rip into me for that. But it's good to have you then, Seamus. You can stay. I like oh, you. nice. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> I'll throw you uh, to the bears instead of Shannon. How about that? <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you do want to read up on any of this news, you can do so on our website, pressstart.com.au. All the trailers, all the articles are there for you guys to peruse through. And uh, obviously let us know what you guys are keen for and uh, what you do like. Let's wrap up this podcast with our favorite game, What the Wiki. Seamus, you are debuting of this. Have you have you listened to any of our podcasts? I have been listening a bit, and I was kind of confused <laughs> by what the wiki was, so I'm, I'm keen to give it a go. Awesome. Well, What the Wiki is the quiz show where the host, which is me, reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game that the contestants, which is Seamus and Shannon, uh, they must guess what the game is. So the first contestant to buzz in and guess the correct game scores a point and if the contestant guesses wrong then they are disqualified for that round uh if the contestants fail to guess the host may provide hints which i will and the winner is the first person to guess two games correctly so in summary seamus I will read a little bit of a blurb of a game. I won't say what the game is. You guys have to guess what it is. If you guess it correctly, you get a point and you get the gloating rights if you win the uh, the game for this podcast as well. Yeah, awesome. I won't go easy on you uh, even so though the- you've been so nice to me. the current scores are shannon is leading with three points we got fergus on two medi on two matt on one and kev won last week on one as well everyone else is on zero uh so seamus you have the opportunity to get on that scoreboard uh but this week's what the wiki i have done a bit of a retro addition to it so with the announcement of the uh mini nes uh, there is a bit of a (laughs) bit of a theme to this um so hopefully we'll see how you guys go if you do need a hint my clue system is last letter then you'll get the first letter and then i'll just rhyme the name with something ridiculous um (laughs) so so we'll see how it goes um for example if i was gonna rhyme mario brothers i'd probably just go shmario hubbins um so if you want that clue just let me know but let's get into it so game number one the game is a vertical platform video game developed and published by nintendo for the family computer in japan and the nintendo entertainment system in north america in 1985 in the game the characters popo and nana venture up 32 mountains to recover stolen vegetables from a giant condor do we have to say our name i can't remember it i'm bloody leading this (laughs) 
Is it Ice Climbers? Is it what? Sorry? Ice Climbers. It is Ice Climbers. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh. <laughs> I just realized too, Google has like this sound effects thing. And if I was well prepared, I would have clicked on the sound effect to give you an applause. <laughs> but I'm not. But one point to Shannon. Let's get into the next game. So the game is a fixed shooter arcade game developed and published by uh, Namco uh, in Japan and published by Midway in North America in 1981. <laughs> oh, the gameplay of... The gameplay of the game puts the player in control of a spacecraft which is situated at the bottom of the screen. At the beginning of each stage, the area is empty, but over time, enemy aliens... <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're not looking at the list of NES no, games. No, I'm not. It's, it's one or two. I don't know. If, God, it, I'm, it's either Space Invaders or Gallagher, but I'm going to go with Space Invaders. I don't even know if that was a NES game. Shannon? That is wrong. So, Seamus, he did say two games there. You just have to say the other one one, as you get the point. Oh, man, I got no idea. So, your first clue, I'll give you a clue. Okay. Last letter is A. Can you remember the other game that Shannon said? What was he? I can't remember. What he's, wait, he said Space Invaders and... Something else. Something else. I did not even hear him. I was like, no. I was trying let, to think. Let me, let me jump to clue number three, which is the rhyme. So it rhymes, <laughs> it rhymes with Halliger. Halliger. No, first le- I did, first I, letter is G. No. <laughs> Get out of Gilliger? here. Oh, correct! Yeah. One point to Seamus, oh, one God, point to you Shannon. don't deserve that. <laughs> Side note, Seamus, Shannon gets very competitive at this game. I can tell. I'm enjoying oh. this now, <laughs> even though I'm just scraping through. Okie dokie. Oh, that's an overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> the banter is real, the banter is real. I'll read, I'll read this one I had fourth because I think it will be an easy one for you okay, both. Or might not be easy, but it's easier than the other one. That's okay. okay, here we go. <laughs> the game is an action-adventure video game and the first entry in the series. Set on the planet... God, I hope I say this wrong. Planet Zebes. The story follows the character as they attempt to retrieve the parasitic or- organisms that were stolen by Shannon. space pirates. Oh, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have just waited because he's never going to get it. <laughs> Probably not. Is it Metroid? It is Metroid. Oh, I was actually thinking that. Oh, no. Shadden wins another round of What yeah. the Wiki. Seamus, you did very well. I can't believe you got <laughs> you that, that game you guessed. Well. Uh, I didn't think you were going to get it, but you did in the end. Uh, <laughs> a true testament to your retro knowledge, which is great. Um, yep. But Shannon is on the scoreboard leading... By a big step now on four, Fergus is the second behind at two, and so is Medi. So, this is uh, only the beginning, Shannon. I'll get you. Just, just give me a couple months. <laughs> and I'm not convinced. I'm not. <laughs> and not retro games. I, I do not know my yeah. retro games, even True. how obvious they are. No, those first two that were. Was a, uh, that was a tough one. A little bit. I feel tough. like every NES game is like an action adventure side scrolling game. <laughs> Yeah, I should have just said that the whole time. It's a Nintendo yeah. character, and it's side-scrolling. Yeah. Woo! Good way to uh, end the podcast. We all had fun. I hope you guys had fun uh, as well at home. If you didn't know any of those clues and you were screaming at your uh, device you were listening to this on, then let <laughs> most, us know. Most definitely, uh, well. most definitely. <laughs> but uh, with that, let's bring to an end what was episode 61 of the StarCast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice, and be sure to follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, 
Twitter and on YouTube at PressStartAU, as well as obviously visiting the site at pressstart.com.au. Remember to send in your topics. You can either tweet myself at underscore Jake Barros or PressStart, as well as Ewan at UNT Roxburgh. Uh, But with that, I have been your host, Jake Barros. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros. And joining us today was Shannon. Hello, bye, whatever. (laughs) Follow me. Follow me on Twitter. I, st- I need to confirm. It's Shan. My Twitter name. It's Is it at Shancake Shan. underscore? No, it's Shan. Yeah, Shancake it's just underscore. Shan okay. No, Shancake underscore. underscore. I think I find it. You don't tweet yourself, so you don't remember <laughs> those kinds of things. Um, yes, definitely. It is underscore at Shancake underscore on Twitter, Instagram, or anything else. Yay. Nice. Well done. <laughs> I'm glad you've confirmed your. Uh... Got there in the end. <laughs> you, you gave yourself a sneaky plug at the beginning. How did you think that <laughs> Social time wise. <laughs> next time, next time you'll get it like that. Um, and we've also been uh, joined by a newcomer to the Starcast, and hopefully we'll be returning for another one, Seamus. Woo! So if I feed you to the bears and make you my partner, I'll definitely be returning, Jake. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, it's for the sake of gaming, and we do anything for gaming in this team, so that's fine. Fantastic, awesome. Looking forward to hopefully beating Shannon in the next challenge, in the next quiz. A bit, yeah. Can we follow you anywhere particular on your social handles, or do you like to stay at like a ninja? <laughs> on on Twitter, you can follow me at Seamus Mullins, S E A M U S M U L I N S. You can, if you're walking through Adelaide, because that's where I live, and just see me on the street, even though you don't know what I look like, just say hi. I'm sure you'll see me. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you just screen Seamus in the streets, and if he says hello and you recognize his voice, then you know how he went to run up. Then you know. I'm in Rundle Mall pretty often, so if you just scream it at a random time, there's a high chance, like 1%. (laughs) That's awesome. And you you also do have that review up as well. Um, so if you guys do want to read the f- review for their long-winded name, which is like Super Super Mutant, Mutant Alien Assault. Yes, definitely go check out my review on that. That was that was a lot of fun. Definitely give it a read. And I, I would definitely encourage you to play it, listener, if you're into old arcade style shooters and stuff. Like, as I said earlier in the show, great pixel art, great soundtrack, really fun gameplay. Yeah, definitely check it out. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And until the next time, happy gaming. Bye. Catch up.